Paul, you're looking very sexy with your uh, freshly shaved head and your thank you. Beard I, I did nice this today. I did this today, and I feel so much better, dude. I I don't know what it is, but my CPAP machine like rubs against the back of my head mm. and causes like these like sores on the back of my head. So I can't shave my head as often as I want to. Because if I do, it's just like opens up scabs and shit. And I know that's the grossest thing ever, but no, I'm, it's understandable. I, I just really want to because now it's to the point where I can't use my uh, the thing that I bought because it's too long and it'll stall it out. So now I gotta kind of rock the Picard a little bit. Oh, good. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Hey. You know, you know, it's uh, overall been a pretty good week. Some sad news today, obviously, the passing of. Uh, the legend. The great number 44. Yeah. 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 I went ahead and uh, changed my profile picture to the time I got to take my boys to see the home run wall. Yeah. For nice. number 715 in Atlanta. That's, yeah. That was exciting. Uh, Jason was only six months old, maybe mm. five months old when we, when we took that trip. But it was for the uh, the last season in Turner Field. So we didn't want to. We yeah. didn't want to miss that. Absolutely. But otherwise, it's been, you know, Bernie memes and chilling and doing some work and trying to watch some movies. Oh, yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. Yeah, I, I went from I, I watched a crap ton of movies last week. Hmm. And then school started this week. Oh, yeah. And I watched none. So <laughs> instead, I decided I'm going to start reading manga when I go to bed. Did you say That's writing not- manga? That's reading, what like. reading, oh, okay. reading manga. Okay. So I <laughs> Either picked way. up a, the first book of Yu Yu Hakusho. So okay. yeah, yeah. Should get some uh, get some Galaxy Express three nine. That's some stuff I liked. Nice. I don't know what it is about. I I, I really enjoy Shonen, like especially like Battle Shonens, like Yu Yu Hakusho and DBZ and all that. But with all with all their tournaments, <laughs> yeah, with all their fucking tournament arcs. <laughs> God damn it! But. Yu Yu Hakusho, I think, is the one that did it the best. So I figured if I'm going to get a manga, that's going to be my first one. Awesome. Well, I got us, uh, got us a little topic yeah. to go for. Here. A oh, musical uh, topic? A musical topic. So because the, the plot of this film revolves around uh, Bing Crosby's character in the movie writing a song to, to try to raise money for a church... Yep. I thought, hey, let's talk about some of our favorite songs written by fictional characters. Or yeah. Quote, unquote, written by fictional characters. Sure. So, uh, hmm. Jonathan, you want to go ahead and start us out with some of your favorite songs written by fictional characters? Okay, so I kind of cheated-ish on one. Okay, I like cheated-ish. Because you know I like my cheated-ish. So technically, yep. Metalocalypse has a movie. So okay. basically the entire Death Clock everything. <laughs> Nice. an answer but getting away from the cheating i gotta love my own eaters and that thing you do is <laughs> just i hear sometimes songs that'll start with a similar drum and that song instantly comes back to my head yeah so um i was also thinking but i couldn't uh think of the song uh by uh uh captain skeech and the shrimp shack shooters okay but you yeah. know that that's a really good one too it's also my favorite band name ever nice Yes. Uh, the song That Thing You Do was, of course, written by Adam Schlesinger, who was of the band Fountains of Wayne, who unfortunately died last year of COVID. Yeah. Oh. So it's a nice one to start out with in, in memorial to such a great artist. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for that. 
Zach, yeah. I know you probably got a laundry list of songs. Well, I, I've got um, a handful here. Um, we'll start with uh, Grow Old With You from The Wedding Singer. It's such a lovely tune. Kiss at the End of a Rainbow from A Mighty Wind. Oh, 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 <laughs> God. You know, I think we brought that one up on the, the Broadway Melody episode, too. Yeah. You know, where, where we talked about this a little bit. Uh, let's see. Hard Out There for a Pimp. Three Six Mafia, Hustle and Flow, <laughs> uh, Oscar winner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Remember Me from Coco. Oh, what a good one! I was yeah. I was hoping someone was going to bring up Coco. Yeah, and uh, you know, let me be obnoxious for a moment, as I always am about uh, booty. For those of you who may not know me, or any family members who may be listening, I apologize, <laughs> but my wife has a magnificent ass, so I have to give a shout out to. Big bottom by Spinal Tap. So good, nice. Good. I was, nice. I was going, I was going to say Spinal Tap uh, because every song in Spinal Tap is incredible. Yeah, uh, Stonehenge, <laughs> Big Bottoms, just what a great soundtrack. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm going to go ahead and bring up a soundtrack that uh, I think we should all agree on, which is pretty much everything in Scott Pilgrim. Oh God, mm. yes. Because uh, Sex oh. Bomb has like three or four songs. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, not uh, just yeah. Sex Bob on, but Clash uh, of Demon Head. Clash of that. <laughs> so I watch every now and again. I'm just like, I don't feel great. So you did this uh, for me last week, where you sent me a uh, the I'm so sad song. <laughs> so uh, I'm so bad, sad. I'm so very, very sad by Crash yeah. and the Boys. Yeah, and then I was like, boy too. I watched that, and then I was like, all right, let's go watch that Clash of Demon Head video. And then I also enjoy the uh, the oh god, uh, the name of the song is. When they're doing the battle, where you oh. almost get that weird kaiju fight out of it. From the the, the Katayanagi twins song yeah. or um, Threshold by Threshold, Sex that's Bob. it. Like, mm, oh, God, I could just sit back and listen to that over <laughs> and over again. It's so good. Garbage Truck is probably my favorite Sex Bob song. <laughs> God, I need to rewatch that movie. It's been a few years. And it's I've watched one of those... that movie so many times. It's <laughs> yeah. so good. I just played through the video game that they just finally re-released, so I bought mm. it for PC and PS4. <laughs> It's such such a good movie. It's such a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, man, then I said Spinal Tap, and then uh, I pretty much like anything from the film Hardcore Logo. If anybody's ever seen that, oh, it's kind of a logo. Yeah, I don't know that one. Deep cut. It's pretty much a Spinal Tap, but with a hardcore punk band. Oh, nice. That, one, okay. that one's got a good soundtrack, and then of course uh, N.W.H. from Fear of a Black Hat has some of the best songs. Oh, and CB4. <laughs> blackity, blackity. Blackity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, black nice. y'all. Oh, black y'all. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna uh maybe say um I asked for clarification on this, like would eye to eye <laughs> count <laughs> because it's not I mean, written during I would say I would eye to eye would I know count. you're not yeah. a fan uh, of the soundtrack, it, it, but uh, <laughs> because yeah, I, I, I specifically don't like uh those songs, but yeah they count because it's a fictional character. Yeah. Yeah. And he's performing the songs. And if he's supposed to be sort of based off Prince, sort of based off Michael Jackson, they both wrote a lot of, well, Prince wrote all of his own music and Michael Jackson wrote most of his own music. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, I would I, count it. I purposefully did not say power line because I didn't want to have the fight with Paul. <laughs> I wasn't going to fight um, anybody. Yeah. We, we have had that conversation one too many times. Yeah. One too many times. It is what it is. 
Yeah, I definitely needed clarification because the second he popped up, he's like, all right, guys, we're going to talk about your favorite fictional band song. I was like, you all, everybody. <laughs> he goes, no, movies. <laughs> movies. <laughs> Stick it to it. Hmm. All right. Speaking of movies, let's talk about a movie. Okay. Yeah. All of you beautiful people out there in podcast land, my name is Paul Workman. And I'm Jonathan Pierce. And I'm Zach McCoy. And we are your Oscar Grouches. Welcome back to the Oscar Worsey Podcast, a show where we discuss Oscar winners throughout history and try to try to determine where the Academy went wrong, if they went wrong, and what film are we watching this week? Jonathan. All right. Today we watched Going My Way, a story of a young priest moving to New York to take over a failing church and help not only the church itself but those who live in it and outside of it. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a sweet concept. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we do an Oscar breakdown? Yeah, Break- let's do that before yeah, we talk yeah. about anything. Break it down. All right. Oscars 1945. Going My Way and Wilson both tie at 10 nominations. Wilson. For the... <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> well, we're, uh, we're a few decades off from that yeah. one. Um tie at 10 nominations apiece for the most nominations on the night going my way thought to have uh been kind of a break from all the misery that's going on with the second world war ends up taking home seven of those nominations because mm. people just want to feel good yeah uh all right so we are still handing out plaster oscars <laughs> yeah wherever Yep, our plaster Oscars are ha- being handed out by John Cromwell and Bob Hope, who are your hosts tonight. James Yay. Cromwell? How the hell old is he? John Cromwell. I'm just kidding. James Cromwell is still pretty damn old. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God, I love, I love James Cromwell so much. Okay, um, so this is the first year that we have finally gotten cut down to five nominees. There are no longer double-digit nominees. Uh, just five. Five Best Picture nominees. Mm. Oh, what a wonderful thing. Now, question for you, just because I wasn't here last week. Okay. Is this the first year or the second year where there was actually Best Motion Picture? Instead of Outstanding. This was the first year, I believe. Nice. Yeah. I was going to say, I didn't remember giving that note last week, and I did not, because this is the first year that it is referred to as Best Motion Picture. Nice. Uh, And our Best Motion Picture, of course, goes to Going My Way. It beats out Double Indemnity, Gaslight, Since You Went Away, and Wilson, uh, which is a whitewash story about President Woodrow Wilson, Ku Klux Klan supporter. Uh, uh. I just I just think it's fun to say Double Indemnity. I can't even say it. Double Indemnity. Director Leo McCary wins Best Director for Going My Way, beating out the likes of Billy Wilder, Otto Priminger, and Alfred Hitchcock for a film called Lifeboat. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, Bing Crosby wins Best Actor for Going My Way, playing Father Tuck O'Malley, and he beats out his co-star, Barry Fitzgerald, huh. for Going My Way. 
Okay. Best actress goes to Ingrid Bergman. Ingrid Bergman. She's so pretty. Uh, she wins for Gaslight, the film that is popular for starting the term gaslighting. Oh, I wondered. Because that's what the film is about. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so now you know. Barry Fitzgerald, playing Father Fitzgibbon, gets Best Supporting Actor for Going My Way. If you're, <laughs> if you're confused, <laughs> because I just mentioned that he was nominated for Best Actor, that's because he was. <laughs> uh, please explain. Yeah. If there is any explanation. There is no explanation, <laughs> except that they did that, and they never did it again after this. Well, good. <laughs> They're like, all right, we really want this guy to get something. Let's put him in two. Yep. So, uh, so they go ahead and give it to him for supporting, even though I think it can be argued that he is the co-lead of this film. Because mm-hmm. the film starts out on him. Yeah. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Ethel Barrymore gets Best Supporting Actress for None But the Lonely Heart and None beats out the Lonely Heart much better than the uh, and she beats out Angela Lansbury for Gaslight, which is Angela Lansbury's first film. Wow. Nice. She was 17 when they when they shot it. Nice. She's so good at it, too. Guys. Dude, I always like looking back at pictures of, like, people we see now and then and going, God damn, Angela Lansbury was fucking gorgeous. She was. She was a little. Like, just goddamn. <laughs> she had a very cherubic face. She really did. I'll tell you what, if you've ever seen um, the Manchurian Candidate, she is quite fetching in that film. Fair enough. Mm. She's still still with us, right? Yes, she is still with us. Um, Best original screenplay goes to Wilson. Uh, Going My Way picks up best screenplay. And Going My Way also picks up best original motion picture story because I still don't know what's going on with these writing categories, guys. (laughs) Yeah, there's such a mess. Um, Best documentary feature goes to The Fighting Lady for the United States Navy. Best documentary short subjects goes to With the Marines at Tarawa for United States Marine Corps. So it sounds like we're still having a complete sweep of the documentary with the war uh, film so far. Yeah, because the the feature one is the Navy versus the Air Force. And mm-hmm. the short sub, uh, the short subject is the Marines versus the Office of War Information Overseas. Yeah, and RKO Radio. And RKO Radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, best live action short subject. One reel goes to Who's Who in Animal Land. <laughs> is this the sequel to Animals and Their Families or whatever it was? <laughs> <laughs> best best live action Moreau. Yeah, there you go. Best live action short subject to real goes to I won't play. Hmm. And uh, here we are back at Walt Disney Oscar watch podcast within a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best short subject cartoon goes to mouse trouble. Another Tom and Jerry short Walt hmm. Disney has lost. Oh my the gosh. Best, the best short subjects cartoons two years running now Tom and Jerry after not yeah. losing it once while being nominated. Mm. Uh, yep. And both times to Tom and Jerry so far, Goodness. uh, while Disney was up for how to play football, 
Oh, that the one with Goofy. Yes, that is the one with Goofy. I'm going to say I don't think Walt Disney wins another best cartoon for a long time. Oh, my. Wow. Really short subject. So, yeah. Uh, we'll keep an eye on that, and I'll keep uh, bringing it up anytime I see his name in the nominations. All right. Best scoring of a dramatic or comedy picture goes to Since You Went Away. Uh, best scoring of a musical picture goes to Cover Girl. And it doesn't look like Going My Way was nominated for either of those. Okay. But Going My Way wins Best Song for Swinging on a Star, which is a song I really like, so I'm, I'm right happy that it won. I'd have been happier with Mule. <laughs> I'm just glad the title song didn't win, because that song was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> when, when, they got, when they got all the kids <laughs> together to sing it, I was like, oh, God, if this, if this song convinces those guys to, to buy it, I'm going to be so mad. And then yeah. luckily they didn't. Yeah. Then, yeah. At least they had the wherewithal to be like, oh, it's, it's okay. But, you know, but they bought Mule, so we're all good. <laughs> <laughs> so they bought the weird uh, old McDonald's song. That's, that's Swinging on a Star. Oh, oh, oh that is. Okay. Uh, or would you rather be a fish? Oh, okay. Because oh, the, the kids, kids called it Mule. Okay. Well, thanks for the clarification, because I, yeah. I didn't realize it was the same song. Yeah, that's Swinging on a Star. Good. Nice. Uh, that's a great song. I love that song. Uh, yeah. If anybody's ever seen the movie Hudson Hawk, there is a high sequence set to that song. Oh. In which hey. Danny Aiello and Bruce Willis <laughs> do a do of. Gosh. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a, that's a great song. I'm happy that one won. Uh Honestly, looking through the stuff it beat out, there's only one song I think should have maybe beaten it, and that's the trolley song for Meet Me in St. Louis. Oh, yeah. I was going to say. Clang, clang, clang goes the trolley. <laughs> ding, ding, ding goes the bell. Uh, best sound recording goes to Wilson. Best art direction, black and white, goes to Gaslight. Uh, which, whew, that's, that's a gorgeous film. Did you watch that this week? Yes, I watched all of the Best Picture nominees this nice. week. We will get to that later. Good. Nice. Uh, best Art Direction Color goes to Wilson. Best Cinematography Black and White goes to Laura, uh, beating out Going My Way. Um, Going My Way was not nominated for Art Direction. Okay. Best Cinematography Color goes to Wilson, which is very well-deserved. Uh, best Film Editing goes to Wilson, which probably is not. Uh, and Best Special Effects goes to 30 Seconds Over Tokyo. Uh, the Academy Honorary Award goes to Bob Hope, his second one, for his many services to the Academy. Uh, the Academy Juvenile Award goes to Margaret O'Brien, who I believe I looked up and was in Meet Me in St. Louis this year. Yep, 1944, Meet Me in St. Louis. Uh, and the Irving G. Thalberg Memorial Award goes for the second time to Daryl F. Zanuck, who in 1944 produced Wilson, which okay. was a flop. Oh, so that, that was his only movie this year? That was his only movie this year. And okay. he apparently put everything he had into that movie. And it bombed. All right. So that is our Academy Award breakdown. Okay. Did you tell us who the host was? It Bob was Hope. Bob, Bob Hope and, and John Cromwell. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, this song is 
in the National Film Registry. Would you like to guess what year? Did I say song, film? You said song, but okay. I understood. The song. The film is yeah, a song. That works. Uh, uh, 2004. I was going to say 2010. Jonathan, you got it on the money for the yeah! first time. Yeah! Yeah, you did it! Come at me! <laughs> 2004. Yes. Uh, films in 1944 that also went in our Best Picture win, uh, nominees at Double Indemnity, Gaslight, a uh, film called Hail the Conquering Hero, a short subject called Jammin' the Blues, Otto Priminger's Laura, Trav's favorite film, Meet Me in St. Louis. That's not a joke. He actually really loves that film. Uh, the documentary Memphis Bell, The Miracle of Morgan's Creek, National Velvet, and the documentary The Negro Soldier. Mm. Mm. Yes. And okay. that is the 1994 input into the National Film Registry. Nice. Uh, none of those were first ballots, but Double Indemnity went in in 1992, so that's the earliest. Yeah. Good. All right. So... Let's talk about this movie, gentlemen. Let's talk about it. Indeed. So I'm going to kind of read the room a little bit here. Mm. Was I the only one that kind of liked this movie? Uh, I also kind of liked it, but I wasn't in love with it or anything. It, it, was, it was okay. This movie was a vehicle to just listen to Bing Crosby sing. That's literally all this movie was. Yeah. Yep. I get that. I 100% get it. Um, I still cried at the end because I'm a little bitch. <laughs> I'm going to say the only reason I didn't give it a lower score than one star on Letterboxd was because even though I was bored by this film, <laughs> that ending still hit me the right way. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like went through two hours of this movie, like uh, and then as soon as that guy's mom showed up, like <laughs> yeah. oh god, when the kid starts singing Tura Lura Lura, and I'm like, aw, 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 son of a bitch. I don't know. I I enjoy wholesome movies. Mm. This was a wholesome movie. I get mm. why it's not the best movie, though. I 100% get it. But I liked it. I yeah. just... It was all right. And I'm not a huge Bing Crosby fan either, but I, I just... He, he was very good. I don't know if he was yeah. best actor worthy, but he was... No, I don't think he was best actor worthy, but he, but he was amusing in this film. Yeah, like Jonathan said privately to us that he just oozes charisma, and, you know, he he's charming, and he's, you know, he does emotion the right way and delivers lines well, but it's just like, no. it wasn't a dynamic performance or anything, really. It was just, no. Yeah, looking at, looking at who he was up against, which was Charles Boyer, Gaslight, Barry Fitzgerald, and Going My Way, who I also would not have given him an Academy Award too. I did uh, not think he was very good in this movie. Uh, Carrie uh, Grant, None But the Lonely Heart, and Alexander Knox and Wilson. Now, I liked Knox's performance in Wilson, even though the movie's not very good. Hmm. And I really liked Boyer and Gaslight, but knowing that, uh, and I hate to give everybody the spoiler now, but knowing that Carrie Grant doesn't win an Academy Award, I'm just giving it to Carrie Grant. On, yeah. On yeah. him being Carrie Grant alone. You know, um, <laughs> as I started watching the movie, my wife was like, oh, great. Irish priest, a cop. And, and, you know, they either play a priest, a cop or a drunk. And, you know, <laughs> being Irish, she's like shaking her fist. But <laughs> yeah. know, it is what it is. But yeah. I think um, I, I think I saw where it was the top grossing film of the year. And, and like mm -hmm. like you said, Paul, it was kind of a break from the sadness. Um, 
you know, I appreciate it for that. Uh, also, one thing that kind of bothered me about it was it kind of came across as like an infomercial for the new church or something. It's like, we're going to be cool and hip now, you know, come on down to the church. And Bit. if you don't go to the church, we're not going to shame you hard, but you should come on down and you know, yeah. that, that kind of I, thing. I don't know. He shames that, that atheist. <laughs> Throw like an atheist. What does that even mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? That, that I'll say that kind of soured me pretty instantly. Yeah. Like, I figured. Like, I'm an atheist. Oh, well, you throw like an atheist. <laughs> why? Why? Why did you even need to add that in there? <laughs> yeah. So I, I feel like a couple, like I think exactly two moments of this film where they were trying to be heavier than it really should have been, or trying to put a story in a movie that really, honestly, barely needed one for what it was trying to do, was when the landlord's son comes out in his uniform. Yeah. Like, hey, he's going to war. Okay, that, well, I'll admit let's that add I the didn't, feelings in here. Yeah, I didn't expect that. I, 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 I was. It caught me off guard, and I was like, oh, yeah, a little sobering. But um, and the the church burning down. Like, I think feel like both of those. <laughs> it was so random. Like both why? of those moments were just like, why are you like? You could have made this a hundred percent wholesome, and it would have been just fine. A yeah. happy ending to this movie would have been great. <laughs> And like, I just, and, and, and I'll admit that part, maybe especially was after, you know, like, Hey, you know what? We got some extra money. Go see your mom. It's okay. And then the, no, no, the church burning. I was like, Oh, I want him to see his mom. Like that. That's, yeah, that's kind of I, really something I wanted. That's the only reason it burned down. I was like, there was no other. Yeah. For plot purposes, which like you said, it was a, it was an emotional payoff getting his yeah. mom there. And yeah. Yeah. But I mean, and, I, there was a lot of charming moments, and like yeah. I feel like the golf scene was really charming. I enjoyed that, and I just I I just feel like I was so bored by that porn. I I just didn't care. Really. I I'm not gonna lie. I went to go watch this movie expecting to take a nap, and I actually stayed awake the entire time. So <laughs> good. I I was surprised I did not take a nap during this film. So <laughs> I'm pretty sure I paused it a few times and walked away to go. I don't know, clean my bathroom or do something <laughs> because that was way more interesting. I, and, and the thing is, though, I am not a Bing Crosby fan. I'm just not. It's he's yeah, he's one of those guys to me that when he hits, he hits. Like I really love him with Bob Hope and like the yeah. Road Two films. Road to Morocco is so good, um, and I really like him in the film High Society with Frank Sinatra and oh. uh, Grace Kelly, which is just a remake of Philadelphia Story. Oh, yeah. but a musical. It's it's a lot of fun. It's a fun movie. Sure. You know, I um as soon as this movie was over, I was I was thinking so hard. I was like, what other movies have I seen where they there's basically either some sort of performance or a fundraiser to save a building or a school or a church or something? I was like, what what is it that I'm thinking of? Oh no, I made the initial connection the second I saw a donation plate. What what was the one you were thinking of? I was thinking of Sister Act. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> yeah. I really thought that's where you were going. Well, I I still don't know a hundred percent what I'm thinking of. Um, I You're feel like, rent. well, maybe not. <laughs> I think I'm also thinking of it wasn't so much raising the money, but uh, White Christmas. I was thinking like how that ended. Oh, okay, okay, yep. Which I think, although you know, I think that's a better movie than this. Um, Objectively, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. I was. I was kind of thrown off by the very first scene where I could, I could feel Barry Fitzgerald trying to be funny. Yeah. 
Yeah. He and and the, the fact that he felt like he was trying to be funny really just kind of threw me off. And I was like, oh, I'll just wait for Bing Crosby to show up and then they have the whole baseball scene. And, <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay, I get where this is supposed to be cute, but Yeah. Like, uh... <laughs> Come on, Vada. Oh god, the kid. Oh god, the kid. <laughs> Come on, like a hot potato. Just I know it was so over the top, but I loved every second that kid talked. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it was just too much, and it was just too much in the right way. Yeah. Yeah. I agree about, about Barry Fitzgerald. Like the scene where he's standing there like blinking, it's all like almost slapsticky and which really didn't didn't fit. <laughs> Speaking of slapping, like when Tony slaps that kid. Like get down there, you're a bass voice. Another great scene. Like, <laughs> no, you're wrong. <laughs> and he smacked that. He smacked that kid so many times. <laughs> Every time he went to smack him, it was like ten times in a row. <laughs> and it didn't look uh, fake either. <laughs> no, like I saw that kid's cheeks move. He got slapped. <laughs> that kid got smacked no less than like 50 times in that scene. It was the most <laughs> ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I really hope that wasn't like the first take either. <laughs> I thought it was like a Monty Python sketch. For a yeah. Like you said, it's it's hilarious, but it really took kind of felt out of place in the movie, too. It's like, what the, the hell? <laughs> yeah. So uh, one of the things is there was a, another scene that actually kind of gripped me, not quite brought me to tears, but I was like, oh. I love harmony. I love the sound of harmony. Mm. And when the boys hit that first harmony and they're all like, oh, yeah, we well, did that. I, that hit me. I, I that just, was very I, nice. I enjoyed that night moment, especially coming off of three blind mice. Yeah. So much. <laughs> I guess another thing that really threw me about off about this film is that I've seen the movie spotlight, which, okay. you know, we'll be talking about sometime oh. next year. Yeah. Mm. Which is of course about the, uh, the priest rape scandal. Uh, yeah. Spotlight. So good. It is. It is so good. So the entire time watching this movie, I'm like, Bing Crosby's diddling those kids. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> no. I was wondering, I was like, is this going to come up at all today? It's going to come up. Maybe it won't. Yeah, no. I told you my takes were <laughs> Mui Caliente. <laughs> so <laughs> it makes me think of doubt, too. Like, you know, he's moving from from, <laughs> from parish to parish. Why are they moving him? Hmm. Oh, God. I don't have doubt. It's like a diddling Mary Poppins. <laughs> Gross. Gross. Mary Poppin. And a diddler looking like my, my uh, toilet paper that I'm... <laughs> Yo, I got that as a Christmas present. Hold on. I got that as a Christmas present three years ago. Nice. That's about when I got it. And I was like, I'm going to finally use this as uh, some... <laughs> Still sealed, baby. Kleenex, because I don't <laughs> want it around anymore. So, pull up my nose there while he wears his Bernie mittens. Yes. <laughs> Donald Trump toilet paper, by the way, is what we're talking about. Thanks. Oh, good stuff. Diddlers. Oh. All right. So, like, so this movie's kind of a couple of things that I know that did throw me off because I've been talking a lot about what I liked. You know, you guys talking about things you didn't like. Um, I don't like the, uh, I don't, I don't like Carmen to begin with. Yeah. And I didn't like that woman's voice, even <laughs> in Carmen. I didn't like her voice when she did the titular song. I don't think, I thought that's what made it worse mm. for the executives later. 
Yeah, I'm not a big fit. fan of that style per se. Yeah, um, I just thought her character was wholly unnecessary. Uh, I wouldn't say wholly unnecessary, but she is a person as a plot device. Like, yeah. She only exists in this film to sing a couple of songs and then introduce him to some people. Yeah. But I mean, it wasn't even her that introduced him to them. It was the other priest that was like, hey, I got a friend who works for executives. Um, but, I, yeah. so, but he made her involvement made them interested, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, what, yeah, because she works because she sings at the Met. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just, but they're, they're easily could have gone another way. But yeah. it, but again, she's still yeah. just plot. plot. Yeah, she, like, I think in the a, end, if she wasn't even there, I think it would have been the same movie minus the thirty five thousand dollar check later at the end. Yeah. yeah, when she shows up and you know before she finds out he's a priest, she's like. Remember when I was trying to get you to diddle me like you diddle those kids? <laughs> She's like, how come you never diddled me? Oh, he's like, oh, because I'm a priest now. She's like, oh, well, I guess diddling's out the window. <laughs> she aged out of diddling. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Speaking of diddling, uh, Gene Heather is quite a cutie, though, who played Carol. I, I, <laughs> yeah, so I didn't want to say it just because I mean she looks like she's twelve in the movie, <laughs> but you're not wrong. <laughs> she was twenty two. Thank you very much. So it's okay, okay, so I mean, and that makes me feel better. But yeah, no, she was a cutie patootie in that movie. That's but, like I was watching the movie since you went away, and the, there's two daughters in it. And the older daughter, I was like, oh, she's cute, but. I think she's supposed to be 17. She was like 30 in real life. Yeah. Like, good. We're good. <laughs> like, it's unfortunate, but I think we've gotten to that age where they all start to look 12. Mm. And uh, maybe it's just best not to look at anything under our creep number. So, How do you justify your creep number? <laughs> you don't know the creep, the creep math? No, I don't. Yeah, there's an actual mathematic formula. It's you take your age, divide it by two, add seven. Okay. And it works. I don't know why it works, but it works. Okay. So Thank I'm you. 36. So that's what? 36 divided by two is 18 plus seven. So 25. Anything under 25 is creepy. 25 and up is good. Okay. There you go. I hope I did my math right. <laughs> also, that's going to be like 12 people on the internet that know I'm a dum dum. <laughs> <laughs> this is where you learn, everybody. Welcome. Oscar right. Worsky Podcast. Teach you math. <laughs> we talk about diddling little boys and your creeper math. Creeper. And we only talk about dead people every now and again. Yeah. Yeah. We should do more. I mean, technically, we're always talking about dead people. <laughs> <That's fair>. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's a lot of dead people we've been talking about. I don't know how many people in this movie are actually still alive. Eh, maybe some of the boys, I guess. Maybe some. Maybe. I mean, I was just, we were just talking about Angela Lansbury, who was older than most of the boys in this movie, and she's still alive. So yeah. it's, it is a good chance. All right. So who's got any more notes? Um, I guess I, I missed a couple of Oscar notes. Uh, Bing Crosby didn't think he was going to win for this movie, and he thought he was going to lose to uh, Alexander Knox for Wilson. So instead of uh, wanting to go to the award show, he went out and played some golf. Mm-hmm. And apparently his his mother somehow got a hold of him in the middle of his golf game. It was like, you better go to that Academy Awards show. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And 
lucky for him, he did. And he wins Best Actor. And apparently um, uh, Bob Hope makes fun of him for the rest of the evening. <laughs> well, that's because Bob Hope wanted to go play golf anyway. Well, I mean, yeah. yeah. Hilariously, Bob Hope hosting that night and uh, gets his own Academy Award just rags Bing Crosby for the rest of the night for winning an Academy Award. <laughs> I'll have to look that up and see what was said. Um, apparently, Bob Hope said that Crosby winning an Oscar is like hearing that Sam Goldwyn is lecturing at Oxford. <laughs> Ow. Yeah, man, what a dig at poor Sam Goldwyn. <laughs> so those are pretty much the notes I have. All right. Well, let us get into our worsty judgments. Okay, so now let's get into our worsty judgments. Zach, does this movie deserve best picture? Um, hell no. <laughs> so that's a no? No. I, um, I said it's fine. It was okay. Whatever. But when you got, I know at least four movies I've seen and two more that I need to see that are highly uh, acclaimed. But when you got double indemnity, when you got have and have not you got laura and meet me in st louis any of those movies are better than this so no it did not deserve best picture i understand they were rewarding the highest grossing movie and they were going for something a little feel good fine whatever get it you don't want to you know the Hayes code and you don't want to award a movie about infidelity and murder and shit whatever no no all right okay okay all right all right, all right. paul is this or does this movie deserve best picture? Um, okay. So as I said, I've watched all five of these best picture nominees. And uh I'll go through them. Double Indemnity is pretty much perfect. It is an incredible film, and I can't believe it didn't win Best Picture. See this film, it's great. Uh Gaslight, also an incredible film. A lot just a, a almost almost Hitchcockian in the way it is it is presented i loved it a lot uh since you went away is as good as mrs miniver was oh and i well. loved it i'll uh okay i'll have to get you guys a copy of that it it was incredible and from first scene of that film i was in tears claudette colbert rocks the hell out of that film joseph cotton's amazing in it shirley temple comes out of retirement at like the age of 15 to be in that film. And okay. she's incredible. Okay. It's, it is a great film. A, uh, a cast and a half. Yeah. And it, it's unfortunately about three hours long with a, uh, overture, uh, like six minute overture and an intermission. <laughs> but it is, I'm telling you guys, it is worth it. It is okay. a really good movie. Uh, and then Wilson sucked. <laughs> <laughs> now was Wilson, Worse than this movie? No. Wilson was at least beautiful and uh, had a lot of really good performances in it, uh, including Thomas Mitchell, uh, Academy Award nom uh, winner for Best Supporting Actor for Stagecoach, was incredible in it. Uh, but overall, the movie was just... It's just boring and long. It's two and a half hours long about Woodrow Wilson, and it made Woodrow Wilson... So it's... 
It's looking at Woodrow Wilson, the president through World War I, through the lens of World War II. And it makes him out to be some kind of giant hero who didn't support the Ku Klux Klan. Hmm. So, so that kind of gotcha. set me off. But it was but it was gorgeous. And it had a lot of good performances. This movie was just boring and didn't make me laugh almost at all. And for a comedy, that's the worst thing I could say about a comedy. I did not laugh. This was a bad movie. It didn't deserve best picture. It goes under the Broadway melody as one of my least favorite films. Wow. And I mostly say that because Broadway melody was at least historical. This film had mm. nothing historical about it and was Oof. just boring. Yikes. The Nazi mm. movie is still my bottom, though. Oh, sure. Okay. For sure. Um, so as a person who did enjoy this film and as a person who has not seen any of the other movies from this year. You have not seen Double Indemnity. I have not seen Double Indemnity. You gotta see Double Indemnity. I, I apparently need to see Double Dub. Double. Yeah, gotta see Bad Dub. Okay. Um, I will say, no, this movie doesn't deserve best picture. You can tell this movie doesn't deserve best picture. It, it's, it's, I mean, like I said before, it's just a vehicle to watch and listen to Bing Crosby sing. That's all this movie is. It's a wholesome do nothing movie. Nothing about this movie says best picture. Did you say the director won best director for this too, Paul? Yeah. Leo McCary. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I don't see that either. There, like, there's nothing about this movie that says, hey, look at me. Other than, it's wholesome. And I like yeah, that. Yeah. I enjoy that. It's fine. So, it's just... yeah, it's just, hey, you made a good movie, or you made a decent movie, you made not a great film. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know, I, I, it just it doesn't deserve Best Picture. And I can just tell without needing to see any of the other movies. So, I, I mean, yeah. So Paul already kind of answered his the second question yeah so yeah so let's let's have you just you know verify here paul is this the worst best picture no like i said already kind of verified that the the nazi movie is still low (laughs) for me but this goes right above it and right under broadway melody Mm. yeah i'm still i'm still saying no to being the worst best picture because uh this was i think of 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 personal favorites of my list this is on like the bottom half towards the middle, I'd say. Maybe okay. even lower than that. But I mean, well above Gone with the Wind and Broadway Melody for me. Because I can at least enjoy this film. And I, I can't with yeah. any of those. Yeah. So, Zach, is this the worst best picture? I was thinking about it for a while, like until the latter part where I had the warm fuzzies. I I can appreciate Broadway Melody being historical, but still I, I'd rather watch this, so no, it's not the worst. I'm it's in my bottom five though. So that's that's where I put it. Yeah. Yeah. It's not I, I, bad. It's not bad. It's just insulting as a best picture. Yeah. And then then that's the thing is I don't think that this movie I think if this movie wasn't even nominated I think it would be possible to enjoy it more yeah. just because you're, you, you don't have to look at it in the, the lens of how much of a film is this, how much yeah. you know, credit does this deserve when it doesn't deserve any of it. It really doesn't. It, it was made to make people feel good, 
no matter what was on the screen. It, it was the film that everybody went to see and everybody felt good about it. So the Academy was like, let's yeah. just give it the awards. And and also this was uh, I, I forgot to mention, this was the first time that the Academy Awards is broadcast nationally oh, okay. on the ABC network. Oh, which is yeah. called like the Blue Network or something at the time. Blue. Sure. Uh, so this is the first time that an Oscar ceremony is televised. And uh, so it's it's nice to put that in the homes of people and make them feel good. Yeah. 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 Now, something I wanted to ask, and I'm not sure if this is something we bring up often, but you know, I'm sure we do. But did this movie, was this like one of the best selling movies of the year? Was it the I best? I believe it was movie? number one. Yeah. Was it? Okay. It so. And we know nowadays where the Academy kind of, you know, the highest grossing movie is generally going to be your summer tent pole popcorn eating. Right. You're, you're going to some, some trash like Avengers in game is going to be the number yeah, one film yeah, at the, yeah. back, the box office. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. I feel like we need to uh, make sure that we shout out the uh, leveling up guys because Paul got to shit all over Endgame on those. <laughs> so make sure you guys go check that out because Paul just purely represented us by being just a complete D bag about it. I was not a D bag about it. <laughs> they asked me, they asked me some questions. I said, I didn't like, uh, I thought that wonder woman 84 was better than both of the Avengers films. Yeah. The Avengers sequels. And then everybody jumped on me <laughs> and I had to defend myself because suddenly there was this uproar. Knives out. Well, that was a good movie. Knives out is incredible. Yeah, that's just Ryan Johnson again, proving how great he is. All right, Paul. So also, uh, like I've been doing lately, seeing if you did your homework, uh, was there anything that was nominated that you think that didn't get nominated that you think should have? Yeah. And I would kick out both going my way and Wilson from the best picture category. And, uh, I found three films that I thought should have been nominated for best picture, uh, that I've seen. I haven't seen Laura. I haven't seen lifeboat. Uh, the, Otto Priminger and Alfred Hitchcock films, respectively, mm -hmm. uh, both of which I've been told I need to see. So, uh, yeah, I, Laura is really good. I actually I, forgot it wasn't a Hitchcock because it has a very Hitchcock feel. It's uh, yeah, and it's Otto Priminger who who does deal a lot in Hitchcockian stuff. So, excellent director. I like him a lot. Um, so, in 1944, I would nominate a guy named Joe, which is a fantasy film about a pilot who dies and has to come back and pretty much train his replacement as a ghost. Oh, it stars Spencer Tracy. Okay. <laughs> it's such a good movie. Spielberg did a, I mean, oh, it sounds more interesting than this. It's really so. good. Uh, it's such a good movie that Spielberg did a remake of it called always and cast Richard Dreyfus in the Spencer Tracy role uh, and Audrey Hepburn as okay. essentially We'll just say she's God in that film because mm. Audrey Hepburn is nice. God. Um, I would not, I would nominate Frank Capra's Arsenic and Old Lace. One of my all time favorite uh, comedies, which Paul uh, was very good in, in a performance back in 2001. Oh, pishaw. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to go to my own horn. I was really good. at that. Play. <laughs> uh, I played the Boris Karloff role in that. And also I would have nominated Peter Lorre for best supporting actor and given it to him over Barry Fitzgerald. Cause I don't think Barry Fitzgerald was very good in this movie. Uh, love arsenic and old lace. Uh, Jonathan, if you've never heard of this film, it is about a couple of old ladies who kill lonely old men 
as a means to put them out of their misery and they think they're doing them a kindness and then bury them in their basement. <laughs> and then their nephew, played by Harry uh, Grant, uh, finds out about it. And uh, suddenly his brother, who is a serial killer, shows up and then starts having a competition with the ants over who's killed more people. <laughs> they have another brother who thinks he's Teddy Roosevelt. This comedy is amazing. Yeah. And, and, and you did this. I did yeah. this in high school. I was the serial killer. Like, <laughs> it was a funny thing. Like, I remember the performance, but I'd forgot it was Paul until we, like, met again. But Caitlin and I had both seen that when we were fresh or sophomores and we remembered, you know, him being good. and He signed my, uh, my program. <laughs> okay. And then finally, Trap's favorite film, meet me in St. Louis should have been nominated for best picture. And if we're going to, if we're going to give best picture to a feel good film, make it meet me in St. Louis. That film is incredible. Yeah. And Judy Garland's amazing in it. Uh, also, if you didn't know, there were four universal monster sequels that came out in 1944. What, really? really? The Mummy's Curse, House of Frankenstein, The Invisible Man's Return, and The Mummy's Ghost. Nice. Uh, I'm not saying none of any of these should have been nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, but yeah. When people complain about MCU films coming out, uh, how many do we release a year? 26? Uh, <laughs> when people complain about that, and they say that Hollywood has no ideas... 1944, there were four sequels to monster films, including two mummy sequels. Yeah. So <laughs> let's let's just let it, it's not let's a just thing. let people yeah. enjoy their 26 mediocre Marvel films a year, or at least their one bad one that was Avengers Endgame. <laughs> now I'm being a douchebag. Fair enough. <laughs> uh. All right, guys, we're going to call it there. My name is Jonathan Pierce. You can find me on Twitter at Altorn underscore Occam. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Altorn underscore Occam. Zach, where can we find you? You can follow me on Critiker, Zach Master, spelled with an X because I was a douchebag. <laughs> X-A-K-K-M-A-S-T-E-R. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Letterboxd at Father of the Fear, where I am still a douchebag. Zach, what are we watching next week? Next week, we are watching The Lost Weekend, which you can find on Amazon, Google, Voodoo, YouTube, and Fandango Now. Oh, Fandango's still a thing? <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we would like to thank Tram from our sister podcast, Leveling Up Benjamin Banks, for producing our show. We would like to thank... Sorry. <laughs> We'd like to thank Chad Ramsey for our most excellent theme song. You can follow the show on Twitter at Oscar Worsty Pod and on Facebook at The Oscar Worsty Podcast. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a nice review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. We do for five stars. It really helps us to be seen in the almighty outfit. Almighty. Give us five stars, bitches. For Jonathan and Zach, I would like for you all to have a damn fine day.